Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to episode 48 of the F-Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. I am your co-host, Adam Henning, joined as always with co-host certified financial planner, J.D., and financial expert, Tanner Bortnam. Before we jump into this episode, if you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you have any questions or suggestions of a future episode of the F-Sharp podcast, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Check us out on YouTube as well. Search Financially Sharp Podcast, and don't forget to click that bell and subscribe. It helps our channel, helps our podcast, and we greatly appreciate it. So however you're watching or listening, thank you. And uh, we're going to jump in in quickly uh, right away for episode 48. Uh, Welcome, Tanner. Today in this episode, uh, we say today, but that's not very evergreen. But in this episode, we are talking about credit cards. Well, it is today while while we're talking about it, so it's fine. Sure. That is evergreen, I suppose. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Credit cards. Um, I'm sure we could spit a, a ton of facts about um, the balances that uh, the average Americans have. Um, I would say most people have one. Um, we certainly exercise yep. um, and use it um, for most of our bills and um, use it as a kind of a shield. And we'll get into some of that for fraudulent charges and all that kind of stuff, but also mm-hmm. for rewards. So that's right. Where do you want to start? Uh, you pick, Everyone's you're familiar the host. With the credit card. Yeah, everybody is familiar with it, so I don't think we need to explain what, what a credit card is. So you pick, where do you want to start? Sh- sure. When should you get one? Oh, great question. Um, I think it's twofold on that question. I think the first uh, is when you are financially responsible to be able to handle one. I think that is the first and most important element of it, um, as as we'll talk about in you know through the rest of this episode, credit cards are are a double edged sword. Um, if used correctly, they have a lot of benefits um, and can provide a lot of benefits. Um, but if used poorly and incorrectly, they can absolutely crush you. So, I would say make sure that you are financially responsible and that you have the knowledge and education required to make sure you stay on the good side and have it only be a benefit to you. And then if you have that, I'd say 18. I mean, once you're an adult, if, if uh, you're 18 and you have that ability, why not get it, start working on you know, those positives that a credit card could bring to you. So if we have a listener that's 18 and they hear you say financially responsible, what does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, it, it means listen, listen to the rest of this episode. Make sure that you understand and truly understand everything that we're talking about. It, you know, We're going to cross-reference other previous episodes we have. Go listen to other financial you know, podcasts, different things like that. It's really just making sure that you understand 
the ramifications of not utilizing a credit card correctly. Um, you know, it's not it's not a joke. It it very very quickly it, when used incorrectly can absolutely crush you. So it's it's something that if you're gonna have one, you have to understand how they work. You have to understand the pitfalls to avoid, and then you have to basically promise yourself. I am never, ever, ever going to do this. And if you can commit to those things, then by all means, if you're 18 and you want to get one, do it. If you, you don't think you can commit to those, then don't. You know, don't put yourself in that position to you know, get crushed if you don't think that you can avoid the pitfalls um, necessary you know, to only stay on the benefit side of a credit card. Let's talk about some of the benefits um, yeah. that yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, so sure. So, uh, yeah, the benefits or, or the pros of, of credit cards, uh, obviously convenience, you know, you have one credit card you carry around, or if you have two of them, whatever it may be, uh, it's convenience versus having to carry cash, having to go to ATM, get out more cash or go to your bank, get more. And you're paying with cash, carrying change around, you know, it is 2023. Um, at least when we're recording this, depending upon when you're listening to it, cash is slowly going away. It's not um, you know, it's not obsolete by any means, uh, but it, it definitely is being utilized less. I know there are certain places that are completely cashless. Um, so it's a convenience factor. Uh, there's fraud protection. So if you have a bunch of cash in your wallet, you have 500 bucks in your wallet and your wallet gets stolen, that $500 is gone. If you have a credit card in your wallet and it's stolen, you call a credit card company, tell them to cancel it and they send you a new one. No harm, no foul. Um, if you, uh, debit cards, another one that, uh, people, you know, ask about, well, I use a debit card then instead of, of credit cards. Well, if your debit card's stolen, they can go to an ATM and yeah, they have to know your pin, but let's assume that they can get that information. They can get money out or they can go buy things just with your debit card. And again, that money is a lot more difficult to go back to the bank and try to get that money. Whereas, MasterCard Visa, you call them up and say, hey, my credit card must have been stolen. I didn't buy this stuff. And they look into it. They say, hey, you're right. And you're not charged it. So it's an extra layer of fraud protection. You also get purchase protection and like insurance protection on depending upon what types of things you're buying. Um, a lot of like electronics and things, they'll get an extra year warranty. So, you know, for example, you go to Best Buy and you buy a TV, they're always trying to sell you an extra warranty on it, an extended warranty. Well, if you bought it with a credit card, it likely already comes with one, depending upon your credit card, but a lot of them have something like that. Similar with renting a vehicle. They always say, hey, do you want you know trip insurance or do you want insurance on your rental vehicle? Most credit cards already provide that as long as it's booked and paid for with that credit card. So it adds some of those um, additions on as well. You talked about them, rewards, uh, depending upon what type of card you have, uh, you know, anything from cashback, airline miles, travel in general, hotels, I mean, lots of different things that, that it can provide as you continue to use it that you can then utilize for your own benefit. Um, speaking of travel, if you happen to travel to different countries, you while using a credit card, Caveat is it has to have no foreign transaction fees, which I would say a reasonable amount of them do. But if it has that, no foreign transaction fees to use your credit card overseas, plus you're going to get a lot, lot better exchange rate 
into whatever currency you're using by using your credit card rather than going to the bank because they're going to take a spread off of it. You're just, you don't get as good of a conversion, uh, currency conversion. Uh, and then kind of the last one is, uh, you know, it can help, it can help you build, uh, build up your credit or continue to improve your credit score. So lots of potential positives. So, you know, very, very rewarding, but you know, as we talked about at the top of the episode, it's very important to make sure that you use it correctly so that you're only getting the benefits and none of the, none of the bad stuff. Right. We use our credit card for the three main things, the security of the fraudulent stuff, um, rewards. Thank you, Jeffrey Bezos. And um, so you got the Amazon (laughs) card. Stupid Bo Burnham song. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. We have the Amazon card. Um, And my mind just went blank. Third one, security, blah, blah, blah. Security rewards. Convenience, maybe. God, helping helping build your credit. I mean, that's already established since we're kind of older. But um, oh, I I, there there we go. Um, Ours is a Chase card, and they I don't know if this is with every bank, but it the ability to have most of our spending and most of our bills. um, Chase has a function that. It nicely categorizes Mm. each vendor, and it's easy to spit out kind of a year-end or quarterly, monthly um, pie chart, whatever, buckets that you want to see kind of your spending habits. So Mm -hmm. um, kind of depressing, but also a a good exercise of tracking spending. So that's a a good one. Absolutely. That's another good point, because if you have cash, you're responsible to go home and track all of that yourself. Yep. Yep. So good point. Yep. Get your checkbook out. I think my debit card and my checkbook lives in my glove compartment on my truck. I don't think it goes anywhere else with me just because it's always like, oh, I need a check. So I'm usually with my vehicle. So, but yeah, we, my phone has two slots it's for my ID and my credit card, even though I could probably start getting rid of my credit card because I use the tap or the, the face ID pay. A oh, lot. sure. Um, with most most grocery stores and most um, merchants have that technology now, which is, I would be interested to talk to your sister about the psychology of credit cards because you can spend so quickly because it's so convenient um, versus having like, you know, two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars in mm-hmm. cash because you can slowly see it going the cash away, yep. wad going away. So you're like, oh, I need to stop spending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that's one of the pitfalls. That's probably a con. It definitely yeah. is. Good foreshadowing. So let's, yeah, lead you. Here's a little softball for you. There you go. Perfect. Well, yeah, let's walk into the cons. Then uh, you already listed one. You know, it 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 uh, very easy to overspend. Um, I don't want to say necessarily easy. That that might be uh, too broad. But there, there is a temptation to overspend because, as you mentioned, it's just a card. You just swipe, swipe, swipe. You have to pay attention. And and uh, while, the while yes, the credit card will track what you've purchased and put it into a nice pie chart at the end of the month, it's not telling you whether you're overspending your actual budget in any of those categories or overall. You have to keep track of that side of things. So easy or, or potential to overspend. 
because um, you don't have a set amount of cash that you're seeing going away. If you do that and then you do not pay off your balance in full when uh, you get your next bill, they have exceedingly high interest rates. Now, some people may have one where there's a promo that they're at 0% or 5% or something that's low uh, for the first X amount of months, but then that goes away. So um, if you're paying interest on a credit card, it is at an astronomical rate. A lot of them at this point, you know, we're again today here in uh, you know, the Q3 of 2023, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, probably 20, 20 plus percent that most people would be paying if they're paying interest on something. It's just way, way, way high. Um, credit cards may have fees as well. If you miss a payment, they may have a late penalty fee. Um, they may have fees, annual fees. And again, that, that could be a con, could be a, I don't necessarily say it's a pro. It could get neutralized. Um, depending upon how you use the card. But uh, a lot of those fees, you only have a $99 per year just to have it. Some of them are a lot higher, $4.95. I've seen them up to $6.95 a year just to have that credit card and be able to use it. Um, And then as we alluded to, if you do these things and you don't take care of it and you aren't paying that bill off every single month, that interest is going to rack up, and that is when you start to just sit there and destroy your credit. And that's the bad side that we want to make sure every person avoids. And unfortunately, as you hit at the top of the episode, I don't know the numbers, but credit card debt in this country is astronomically high. There are, I mean, there's a reason that Visa and MasterCard and American Express are very, very, very profitable. And it's because there are too many people that spend beyond their means, and then they pay crazy amounts of interest on this that is unnecessary. So it it definitely can burn you. Um, so make sure that you're not you know, doing any of those negative things as well. And uh, don't treat it as an emergency fund. Um, yeah. And we've touched on the emergency fund in a, a previous episode, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a generalization. Um, but I would guess that Life happens, but most of the debt, I would venture to guess, is, you know, hard times, um, something significant breaks or a repair, and it's a big chunk of money, and then it just sits there and never, ever gets paid off. Right. And it constantly racks up interest. So. Yep. Yep. And then it's a snowball effect. That interest is now charging interest, and then more interest is charging more interest. And so it's just a huge snowball, and all of a sudden you have an avalanche, and it's just... You, know, you can't get out of the way of that. So just don't even put yourself in that situation. Always pay it off. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? What other pitfalls or um, things you want to talk, talk about regarding credit cards? Um, yeah. So, we'll, uh, well, let's kind of, you know, we'll, we'll jump back. Um, you know, we, we talked about pros and cons of what it could be. So how do we, now let's, let's look at those pros, right? How do we maximize these pros. Um, you know, the big thing of this is again, make sure that you're responsible, all the things we've already alluded to. And now you've chosen, Hey, I'm going to get a credit card or I have a credit card or I want a new one, whatever the case may be. Um, find, you know, do some, do some research. Yeah. And really find one that fits and suits, you know, what, how you can maximize it, right? Like I'll, I'll use uh, myself and Katie, for example. We, we'd like to travel a lot. And so we have, you know, 
credit cards that give rewards for travel or airlines, you know, things like that. Um, there are ones, as you mentioned, if you happen to buy stuff off a lot of things off of Amazon, get the Amazon card, 5% cash back on anything purchased off of Amazon as long as you use the Amazon card. Uh, there's ones that just do cash back. There's ones that will do uh, hotels, you know, just general travel mm -hmm. so that you can use any airlines. There's specific ones for specific airlines. There's all sorts of different rewards out there. And so do the research for what will ma what you will be able to maximize. Um, you know, if you don't fly a lot, don't go get a Delta card or don't get a regular travel card, right? You want to get a cashback card or something like that that you can utilize more. Um, so I would say that. Choose one that fits your lifestyle best. And then the next question is, is once you've kind of found that, should you pay that annual fee? And then we kind of alluded to this, right? It could be a negative, um, but it might be at least be able to be neutralized. And some of these fees, they will provide even more, right? So base level credit cards that are free, they'll at least give you some sort of reward back. Now, if you pay for one that you get, you pay $99 a year to have the card, something like that, or, or more, they may start adding more things. Some of the ones um, like like what we have, right? Harmony Wealth has a credit card. Well, that provides um, TSA pre-check once every five years, right? So like there, there are extra things on there. There's, there's one that they keep sending to me all the time. It's like, hey, get this $6.95 per year one. And it's, you know, lounge access and blah, 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 all this stuff. It, well, we, we would never use it. I mean, if we're going to go travel, we go to Phoenix Airport to leave it's super fast to go through the airport here. Um, we're not going to go sit in a lounge two hours before our flight while we're here. And we typically don't have a lot of connecting flights. So that's not a value. But to someone who's a you know business traveler and travels for work, that might be really, really important. They can get to that airport, you know, have a couple hours to do some work in a nice lounge rather than, sit, you know, so it's, it's really just up to you and will you be able to get the value out of that if you can't get the value out of it definitely don't pay for a credit card just get the free ones mm. but if you think that whatever it will provide you can get that value back or maybe more then it's, it's at least an option um so that's kind of my stance on it i know there's other talking heads out there like dave ramsey i don't think even wants anyone to ever even have a credit card so he would probably you know curse me up and down because i'm saying hey, maybe you could even pay for, you know, have one that has an annual fee. But again, if it's all just a value, just a value proposition of what's the cost and will you utilize whatever that reward is to get the value of more than that? You know, if it's a $99 fee and you're going to utilize those rewards a lot and it's going to provide you two, $300 worth of value over the course of the year, that to me is a good deal, even though you're paying $99 for it. So, you know, again, every person's individual situation is different, but just look into those things and see whether it's worth it to you. Um, and then, again, just finishing up with this, how to, how to maximize uh, the benefits. Always, 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 always pay that off every month to zero. Not the um, you know, minimum payment. Always pay it in full. Always. Like, I'm sure there are situations that come up where, where it's different, but if we just have it in our mindset that that's non-negotiable, that's how I talk with my, my clients on it. 
This should be a non-negotiable in your brain. We have a credit card. It will be paid off every month or I'm not going to have a credit mm-hmm. card. Because like, then if you, if you start not ha- paying it off, that's when you start getting to the other side of the, you know, the double-edged sword and you start getting into the bad things that can happen really quickly. Mm-hmm. I wish our daycare could be. <laughs> there are some things that we can't yeah? pay for with our credit card, which is direct deposit. That would be lovely. Yeah. Rewards. But yep. yeah, we, we try put as much as we can. Same. We're the same. And again, it just it gets us more miles for airline miles on, on one card and it gets us more cash back on the other card that we use. And we'd be That's paying a, for those things gonna, anyways. Yeah. That was an, another question. Um, you know, I I think I have a couple um just over the last ten years, um credit cards that are pretty old and I don't use anymore. They don't have a balance, but I haven't closed them just because I don't want to close out that um, that credit because that would uh, hit my credit card score a little bit or credit score. Um, but so we we really have in, in our family unit really one, one active family card. Um, mm-hmm. What's a healthy amount? One, two? I mean, I know that's <laughs> going to be hard for you. Um, it doesn't make sense to have you know, like an airline one, like a Delta card and an Amazon card, or it's just going to be super dependent on the listener situation. Um, it, I, yeah. I just feel like one is convenience because then if you're, you've got this other card, you're like, oh, I've, I'm going to sneak some charge. But it is nice for gifts and hiding stuff from your wife. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think that it... It's going to be dependent on every person and how they spend, right? If you never buy any, like, let's take some of the things that you've talked about, right? You talked about Amazon and then a travel. So I'm just going to make it up and assume, well, we know you have the Amazon one. You alluded to that. Let's assume you have an airlines one. If you guys have those two, but you never buy anything off of Amazon, there's no point in having an Amazon card. Or if you don't travel very often, there probably isn't a big reason to have the travel card, you know, if you're not utilizing the, the, if you're just racking up miles and not using it, I know they don't expire, but still, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to get that value. You're just going to have a boatload of miles at some point to use. So it really just kind of depends. Like I said, I would keep it focused to what do you use and, and where I'm not going to put a limit on anybody. Um, again, if you're responsible enough to have a credit card, you should be responsible enough to choose how many you're going to have. The key I will state is, is the more credit cards you have, it will make it more complex because as you're swiping different cards here and there, it is more things to keep track of throughout the month. And you might get one credit card bill back and say, oh, wow, you know, this is only $1,000. Well, normally it was, let's say, 3000 Well, yeah, but if you have two other credit cards yet coming up, maybe those are... 1500 each well there's your three you know now you're at 4000 total right different things like that so you you just you have more moving pieces which can make it more complex but i wouldn't say there is inherently a i mean you 10 of them's ridiculous right like th- there is a limit where it's like all right th- this is silly um but it, it really is just going to depend um i would say most of my clients the the range is 1 to 1 to 3 maybe maybe a fourth one but usually one 1 to 3 is the range. How do we avoid some of those pitfalls we talked about? Let's move on to that. Yeah. 
so um, as we said, you know, you got to pay that that off every single month. And I know I'm hitting that one a lot, but that's because it literally is the most important thing of a credit card. So pay that that bill off every single month. And and what I you know try to do with my own credit cards, and when I talk with clients, what what I try to you know what we try to discuss is think of you know pretend that your credit card is cash, right? You need to virtually think of it as if I have, you know, just easy math. I have a thousand dollars to spend this month. This credit card is a thousand dollar bill and it's getting eroded. Now you don't get to see that like you would if you had a thousand dollars cash, but you need to think of it that way so that you're staying on budget because if you're not tracking it, that's where it becomes easy to overspend because you got to try to add up all these things in your brain. Um, and if you can't do that kind of in your brain while tracking it, then just log in and check it every once in a while. They update within a day or two. See where you're at for the month. See if you need to pull back the reins for the last week or two because you overspent on the first couple of weeks or you know you can know where you're at um, and just log in and look where that credit card's at. But pretend that it's cash and have that budget set and don't go over it. You know, Don't go over it so that you make sure you can pay it off every single um, every single month. Um, and then, yeah, don't, don't just pay the minimum that, you know, that's a, I, I hear that Well, I'm paying the minimum. So it's okay. Like, no, 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 you're paying the uh, minimum. Yeah. You're paying the minimum. So it's not going in default. It's not going to collections, but whatever that balance is now is getting hit with 20 plus percent interest. So don't get caught into that trap either. You know, just pay it off. It's really it. Just, just pay it off. That, that is the pitfall is just pay it off That's every month. Finan- financially responsible. Yeah, it's one yep. pitfall. If you avoid that, you're fine. I remember the. First, I remember asking my dad, "Should I get a credit card?" I was 18, and he just goes, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't go spend it like it was cash, but it was I think my first limit was like a thousand dollars and I was like right. holy crap. I can yeah. spend a thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> and and that see and that's that's the thing. The credit card companies, now I'm not gonna sit here and say they're evil or anything like that, because they're not. They're businesses. But they will give you a boatload of limit that you can spend on there. So it is not their responsibility to limit what you spend. It is your responsibility to track and limit your spending. They're going to give you the ability to go into debt. You have to be the one to not go there. And they'll keep raising that limit as you keep going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more you yeah. spend, oh, sure, you've proven to pay the minimum. We'll, we'll up it from 1000 to 1500 this month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and it gets so. real, real, and and you got to think about it, this is monthly. I mean, I I have a few cards where I've had them for years. I I mean, I I think the limits are like over twenty thousand dollars a month. We don't ever get anywhere near that, but they still just keep raising them. I mean, the yeah, they will just keep raising those limits, and it provides massive potential for debt so again you have to be the one that's disciplined and not go there yeah um using credit cards to pay credit cards Uh, yeah (laughs) what about balance transfers and um some of the fees that you get slapped i know you know the only it's just me being pure lazy um 
using Venmo or PayPal um, if I don't have the bank account or a debit card expired and I haven't connected the bank account. Um, sending basically a cash advance to somebody else is like, what, a 3 or 5% fee? And it's just like, well, I've got the credit card right here linked. So it's going to be $3.76 more than what it would be if I had my debit card and pure laziness. I'm like, eh, it's three bucks. Click. So what are, what are some of the um, things to look for about balance transfer for transfers and, and moving debt from one card to another? Yeah. So this is uh, something that people will get a lot. If you have a credit card, um, you know, promos, they'll call them or whatnot where, Hey, you know, they're running a special, if you open a credit card or even if you have it, we'll give you a 0% interest on a balance transfer, you know, for six months, something like that. And basically all you're doing is you're paying, you're, what is, what's the saying? You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're just, you're moving money from one credit card to another credit card. That's called marketing. Right. Trying to buy a customer. Absolutely. And you know, again, using my analogy of you're going to get this zero percent promo. Okay, great. Your interest, your interest is is lower on this credit card, but if you're following previous rules, you're paying it off every month, so you won't be in this boat of needing to ever use a balance chance transfer. Now, to explain them because they're out there, so that people know. Like I said, it's just moving it from one credit card to another. They may give you a promo and say we won't charge you any interest on the you know thousand dollars that you move over here from your visa move it over to your mastercard no interest for six months well if you don't pay that thousand dollars off in the six months it's interest the entire time it's not like oh it starts after six months no no they will retroactively go back and charge you interest from day one plus the other factor is is they almost always are balanced transfer fees and those usually range between three and five percent just to move it from one credit card to a different credit card so that you could pay the credit card off. Like, just pay it off. I mean, <laughs> so I haven't found a situation that it makes sense to do a balance transfer. I'm sure there are situations out there where, but it, I mean, people's situations have to be pretty dire to be, hey, a balance transfer is going to be kind of in your best interest type of a thing. So I would say try to avoid them. Don't get in that situation where it would ever maybe be beneficial to you um and yeah just try to not use them i was gonna ask you a a, a dave ramsey type debt question but i'll avoid that one uh, oh, all right that's fair that's not what this episode is about but um <laughs> Uh, what about, I alluded to it just a couple mm -hmm. minutes ago about closing an old credit card. How, how long do we keep that open? Will, will the, the bank ever um, just close it uh, due to inactivity over a certain amount of time? Or, or what should we do there? Um, well, I'm going to start with that. And that's a really good question. I, would, I don't know this for a fact. I would presume that they're not going to close it on the chance that maybe you use it. They make money every time you use it, and then there's a potential to earn interest if you don't pay it off. So I would doubt that they're going to just close it. Now, may maybe some credit cards will if you don't use it for three, four years, something like that. Um, but this this is another one that I get asked a lot. You know, like credit score and 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 all this and that in and of it. Well, let's pref let's let's foreshadow that. That'll be our next episode. We'll talk about credit scores. 
when it's a big deal, when it's not a big deal, how it, it's impacted by all this stuff, and how honestly it's it's kind of just a sham, to be honest. But we'll do that in its own episode because it's its it's its own beast. But I do get this question a lot of, well, I don't want it. Yo, I have this old credit card. It doesn't provide me the rewards that new ones do, but I've had it for 10 years and I don't want to close it because it's going to hurt my credit score. Yeah, it will. You know, if you close it, it's going to lower your credit score a little bit because your longevity of your accounts being opened, you know, the at, they call it average age of your account, um, that's going to go down because you're getting rid of an account that you've had for a really long time. Now, I can't guarantee what that drop's going to be, but it probably isn't going to be real big. It might be like two points, five points, seven points. Not a big deal. Like really not a big deal unless you're at one of these breakpoints because credit scores are not like an individual credit rate for every single credit score. Like if you go up three points, you're not getting a better rate unless that three points puts you into the next bracket. It's kind of like taxes. There are these brackets. So if you're sitting right in the middle of a bracket and, you're, and your credit score goes down five or 10 points, like whoop-de-doo, you're still in the exact same bracket. So I would say close it. I'm on the side of close it unless, unless you're trying to get a loan in the near future, right? Because that's the only time your credit score matters. I don't care what my credit score is right now. We have, already have our house. We have our two cars that we have paid off. Like we're not looking for any more loans. So I don't really care what my credit score is. Now, I'm not going to intentionally make it poor, you know, and, and try to ruin it by any means, but I don't really care if it fluctuates around. If I want to close a credit card I've had for 10 years, I'll close it because I'm not looking to get a loan. So it doesn't really matter what my credit score is in the interim. So I would say that's the only time where it doesn't make a lot of sense to close a credit card is if you're trying to get a loan for a car or a home or something like that in the next 12 18 months maybe you know at oh, probably at the most wow. um it probably should bounce back before then but you know um anyways it will hurt it a little bit but i think the benefits of closing it are more important than the short-term hit to your credit score and if you have an old credit card that you're not using anymore you may have a, a fee an annual fee on there well now you're paying for this credit card and you're not getting any any value out of it even if you don't and it's a free credit card that credit card information is out there, right? I mean, we've all heard about the companies that have been hacked and credit card information has been stolen. If you don't use this old credit card and you probably then also are not monitoring it, well, it's a lot easier for that number to, if it is stolen, to be utilized without you knowing that it's been being utilized. And now all of a sudden it's this huge problem rather than, hey, this is like, I saw this charge come across a couple days ago. That's not me because it's, a credit card that you're paying attention to because it's out of sight, out of mind. There may be stuff from six months ago and now you got to go back to Visa and say, I didn't make that purchase six months ago. Well, it was six months ago. Like they might stick you with it. So yeah. I just, I think that it is, it is just, it's easier. The little bit that it's going to hurt your credit score, don't worry about it. Again, unless you're trying to get a loan in the very near future, your credit score will bounce back in a, in a very short period of time. Very good, sir. Anything else you want to touch on with, uh, regarding credit cards before we close up shop? Nah, no, nah, I think that's good. This one's pretty, pretty basic. So we don't need to 
keep elaborating yeah, on things. Yeah, I could understand this one. So, <laughs> my pea brain. Uh, yep. Nah, give yourself more credit than that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go use my car, uh, credit card this uh, this weekend. I've got a nursery to build. So, that'll be fun. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Have you told everyone Just what color? Over. Oh, I'm not I'm not flying up to help you build it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Come on, we showed you the video. Yes. Nice. Well, that will be fun. Enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, we're putting more I don't know if it's because it's a girl or not, but we're putting more effort into this nursery than Miles. So sorry, buddy. Uh, I doubt he remembers what it looked like anyways, so I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We went went to Ikea, and uh, that was a four-hour dresser that I put together last last weekend. So that was fun. Oh, I've never bought anything from Ikea. I hear it takes forever. Well, just because I hear it takes forever to put it together. Yeah, it depends. We only buy certain things. But anyways... That's it for episode 48 of the F-Sharp podcast. Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And I apologize, Tanner. Unless you want to feed me that line, I don't have the line that you gave me last time. Stay it's financially right. sharp. Yeah, That's it, isn't it? Until next time, yeah. Yep. Until next time. Yeah. Yep. Until so however next time. you're watching or listening, yeah. <laughs> however you're watching or listening, whether uh, you're a, a loyal listener on uh, a podcast platform, we thank you. Um, so we'll see you next time. Until next time, stay financially sharp. <laughs> uh, you got to get that one uh, that was awful. etched into you. Yeah, you're fine. You got to get that one etched into your brain. <clears throat> until next time. That was until in the- next time. <laughs> Yeah, I realized that I had an old Word document up that didn't have the. That's fine. Outro. I think it was. There it is. Oh, there it is. Son of a bee. <laughs> All right. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com. 